Hey, hey, welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. I'm Sierra Booker, sex and intimacy coach and sex enthusiast. I'm about to make your life a lot spicier. I help people find their truths and live their desires shame free. My goal is to break the generational and cultural shame around sexuality and sex, all while helping make your sexual experiences with yourself, partner, significant other in your life, everything that you desire. I am full of resources and I am extremely straight to the point. So if you are ready for the unsugarcoated talks, I'll be covering everything under the birds and the bees, aka sex. Welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. Got a hot and juicy taboo topic for you guys today. If you did not catch the title, we are talking all about anal. Such a taboo subject. This is such a taboo subject. And I probably get asked about this. I know I've mentioned it before on a few podcasts. I've I've probably gotten asked about anal top three categories, I would say, as far as like a taboo subject that I get asked about. So I'm going to give you guys a little breakdown. I have a, I have quite a bit of resources and information on my Instagram page. If you haven't yet, go follow my Instagram. It's inspired by Sierra. That is my coaching page. And then I also finally have our Unchained Sex Cast Instagram page also up. You can find me at The Unchained Sex Cast. So if you go to one of my pages, you'll find some of the anal tips, just the tip. I love putting free resources and information out there on this, and I probably will do more podcasts to come talking about anal, but I wanted to do a quick one today on backdoor play and how you can get a little backdoor play in your life. So if that sounds like something that is going to intrigue you, stick around, check out this episode, and don't forget to share it to your bestie. My experience in anal play, and just so you know the background of where I'm coming from, in case you just stumbled across this podcast and you're like, who does this person think she is to talk about this subject? So let me give you just a little bit of history. I have been selling adult sexual wellness items, adult toys, lubricants, toys, lingerie. I've been in the thick of it for almost nine years. I've been working in the adult toy sales industry for nearly a decade. And being in this industry, I have coached and had the pleasure of working with hundreds. And when I say hundreds, I mean hundreds of women and couples. I did in-person women's events for almost five years of that. And I would meet on average six to 15 women at every event. I would do 10 or so a month. So on some months, whenever I say hundreds of women, I literally mean hundreds of women. Seeing our education progress over the past years has been incredible to watch because we are not a culture with a lot of sex education. And we are not a culture that embraces sexuality and sensuality. Although we are on like the precipice of this woke industry, if you haven't noticed, it is becoming more and more mainstream media. You're seeing a lot more stuff like Netflix, Sex, Love, and Goop, and all these other things that are finally starting to come into play, which is awesome to see. And it's awesome to see that it's accurate and it's supporting people as a whole. I am grateful for my perspective on the viewpoint of I have been able to work hands-on with couples and with women and seeing exactly what they need and hear their stories 
and see exactly what's going on in relationship. There's a few things that I notice when the topic of anal comes up. And the first one I want to address is, and this is what I like to talk about before any type of sexual encounter, is consent. Consent and communication because I have seen way too many women who have had or experienced trauma in this area. And consent is huge because you don't know, and for guys and women, whoever, if it doesn't matter who you're partnered with, you don't know unless you ask. And so having explicit consent and explicit consent over anal is super important because most women out there have probably had a bad experience. And that's really sad to say, but out of most women I've talked to, I could probably say that almost over half of women do not like this area because they've had a bad experience. And why have they had a bad experience? Some cases were completely unexpected. So you never know if you don't ask. So consent and communication around anal play is going to be the biggest thing that I talk about. I'm going to give you guys the rundown on this episode for anal. Number one, consent and communication. That's the first thing I'm going to talk about because this is the most important part around anal play. And that is all the motherfucking prep work. And when I talk prep work, I'm talking mental and communicating prep work. So explicit consent when it comes to anal because like I said most women have probably had a bad experience and most people have all had the experience of whoops wrong hole <laughs> yeah but that was the wrong fucking hole I'm sure you did that on accident so explicit consent and communication this is not something you're gonna just try with a person that you just met on a first date let's just knock that out the way Anal sex is for partners that are have already had time to build a trustworthy foundation and a line of consent and communication that you're going to feel comfortable because let me just say when it comes to anal sex and anal play there's not that much more that's going to make you more vulnerable than in these moments. So making sure that you have a partner you've already tr- established a line of trust with it's not for your first date and for some of our LGBTQIA relationships and partners, there are some I know who are like, zero, I do on the first date. And if you're an anal pro and you are comfortable and you've established that consent with the person ahead of time, go for it. Remember how I said in one episode, sex, the best thing about it is it's so different for every single person. There's always going to be a third option. There's always going to be another option out there. And it's just about finding what's best for you. So for my anal angels, my anal pros, I know y'all fuck on the first date sometimes and that's great. But when we're talking about the majority as a whole, a whole, this is not going to be the type of sex or play that you want to whip out on the first date. So explicit consent and explicit communication. I always suggest when it comes to talking about consent and communicating, what you want is say specifically what you want for that specific encounter. So like if you know Friday night is anal night during the week, ask your partner, what would you actually like to happen on Friday night during this specific sexual encounter? So I'm not talking about the future of where we want to go in our anal festivities. I'm talking about what do you want to have for this specific night? Be specifically clear, explicit with what you want to do. So for first timers, I usually suggest only external play. Make sure that the first two times you are going to dabble with backdoor play, external only because 
immediately I'm already taking the pressure off of what happens after that, right? So the first time that you are going to play in the back door, have that back door time, just do external. That way, you know, going into the, the night that you don't have to have anything past that. We're just going to play a little. There is a thing of penetration fear. And whenever it comes to the back door, women will naturally clench up. And whenever I say you have to be fully relaxed to have anal, I don't think some women understand the level of relaxation that we're talking about. So be specifically clear with what you want to go down and explicitly plan with your partner before sexy time. And also when it comes to consent and communication, knowing that bodies are bodies and having that conversation, you're going in the back door. There's always a chance it could get messy. Like I always have so many people who are like, how, what do you do? Y'all, you're going in the back door. There's always a chance it can be messy, but bodies are bodies. And if you follow tips and tricks that I'm going to lay out for you, I promise that you're going to feel comfortable and confident and making sure that you have that trust and that relationship with your partner going into it. So remember how I said, this isn't a first time fuck unless you're that kink bro. Pre-prep. Let's talk about pre-prep for just a second. Like what do we do before anal play? What are the things I need to know before we get there? So now that we've had our consent conversations, we've communicated exactly what we want. What is the pre-prep rules to having anal? I want to say too, like there's a difference between anal play and anal sex. And depending on what you're wanting and like what your goals out of it are, just know that sex is a journey. And remember that there, it is a journey and it is about the experience and it is not about any end destination. However, in anal play and anal sex, sometimes we do have the end destination of comfortably having anal sex all the time, right? That is a very realistic goal to have, comfortably having anal sex all the time. First know that not every sexual experience is going to go perfectly and how you put it in your mind. And I think this is one of the biggest things that I've noticed in clients when it comes to anal sex is they think it's just something where, oh, you're going to tell me how to do it and then I'm going to go do it perfectly the first time. Hail to the no. I'm going to say if you are really wanting to have consistent, mind-blowingly good, amazing anal sex, anal play in the bedroom, it's going to take practice. It's going to take at least half a dozen times before you kind of get the hang of it. And this is like one of those chabby things and I am, my blueprint is kink. And so I like to flow through different things and different flavors of things. And so for me, anal play is something I don't do all the time. And so if it's been a time, a period of time where I've flowed out of that kink for a while, then sometimes it's going to take a minute or a time or two getting back into it. So there is a difference and don't put a time limit on oh, if I don't get this the first time, it's going to, we're just never do it again. Because this is one thing that's not a first time or thing. So your pre-prep, a healthy fibrous diet. This is super important. A lot of people will starve themselves or do crazy freaking things to their body. Y'all just eat your regular healthy fruits and veggies. You can also, if you are planning on going into anal play quite a bit. Follow some of your bottom diet nutritionists on Instagram. There's a ton of them. They have all kinds of tips and tricks and you can catch a reel every other day 
purchase things on how to add into your diet and, and how to have a, a diet that supports the bottom lifestyle. Drinking lots and lots of water and staying hydrated. This is super, super important for your pre-prep. Not only is drinking water important for everything else in your fucking body, but this is one reason why alcohol and anal don't fucking mix. How many people I've had that's like, oh yeah, we just drink like half a bottle and then we go have anal. Girl, no, that's not how you have anal. There should not be alcohol involved, if at all, at a minimal, because alcohol will dry you out and dehydrate you. This is going to make anal sex and anal play super fucking uncomfortable. So next time you're like, let's get drunk and have anal. Don't fucking do it. Just listen to my podcast by the right lube and message me when you have questions. Anal douching is something that can be a part of your pre-prep. Uh, we sell a nice silicone reusable douche actually on my boutique site. Um, you can cleanse it with hot water. You use warm water only to anal douche and it's super easy. That is something that a lot of people prefer. You can do it, you know, a few hours ahead of time just to make sure everything is clean right before. I also have a two wiper rule. <laughs> I don't know where I got this from, but I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. You know, I'm like the visual. I'm the visual person here. So I don't know where I got this rule, but it's the two wiper rule. So if it takes more than two wipes that day to clean yourself after a healthy bowel movement or a bathroom trip, then it is not an anal day. So that is a little rule I like to tell people. Sometimes it just helps stick, you know, two to three wipers. If you're like, Sarah, who the hell? has a clean ass after two wipes. Like y'all just don't think into it that hard. Okay. I'm just saying it's, it's the two to three wipey rule. Like if you know, you're going to know from that, if it's going to be an anal day or not for my bougie bitches, the pre-prep with the booty scrubs. Listen, I love a good booty scrub. Love it. Good booty massage. Everybody loves a good booty massage. And booty massage is one of the one things I say, like introducing anal play. If you know you're getting ready to do it for the first time, a booty appreciation massage is a better word for it. And it is going to be a perfect little foreplay intro into anal play for the night. Your booty scrubs are those really fine gritted scrubs and they help just really exfoliate all the dead skin cells. I'm talking on the outside of the booty, y'all, because one, it doesn't get a lot of attention a lot of the times. And two, if we're going to appreciate the booty, we're going to feel a lot more confident knowing we've got nice, soft, sexy smooth skin back there. So if you're a bougie bitch like me, I'll own the title. You're going to use your booty scrubs and clean with an unscented pH balanced soap. So those are the other soaps I've talked about on the podcast before. They're pH balanced. We sell them on the site. Um, on my boutique site under Sierra's Faves, you can go check them out. We do not have any scrubs, unfortunately, but we do have our pH balanced soap. I prefer unscented soap. Do not think that you need to clean your asshole with a scented soap. Please stop putting scented soaps on your fucking genitals. They're not good for you. And some of those fragrances and things that can get left behind can actually harbor bacteria and cause odors. All right. Use an unscented pH balance soap to clean yourself. Use your body oils. I love my hydrating oil because it has pheromones. And whenever you sweat, your natural pheromones come out stronger. So whenever I do my booty routine, I have my scrubs. I have my unscented pH balance soap. And then I'm finishing up with my moisturizer to make my skin nice and silky soft. Plus, I know 
if anyone's going to have their face back there, they're going to have a nice smell of me. Pre-prep also could include a soothing gel and of course your lubricants. So a soothing gel, these are all products, anything that you want to, that I'm talking about on today's podcast, you can find on my site. Make sure you use the code in the pin section of this episode for a little coupon on all your anal products, but the anal soothing gel or what we like to call booty ease That is a soothing gel, so you can use it on the outside of your anus just to soothe and ease the area. This can help to relax and soothe. You still want to use your silicone lubricant or emollient-based lube. So those are the two lubes that I suggest. Anyone who knows anything will suggest your silicone lubes for anal play. I have struggled with finding a texture that I actually really, really like. I've tried tons of different silicone lubes. I think it's just the texture of silicone lube that I fucking hate. So I actually prefer an emollient-based lubricant. It is more of like a lotion texture. So, and it looks like a lotion almost too except it like tastes like frosting. So if you're into analingus or you're going to have a little oral booty play, this is also what I would suggest because it's literally going to be like they're licking the icing off the fucking cupcake and it's your cupcake. So emollient-based lube is that thicker lubricant. It's still going to stay where you put it. My advice to you is to try some different lubes and see what you like. And if you feel like you're you're using one and it's just not what you're expecting, it's just not what you want, then see what else is out there. Come talk to me and I will give you the varieties that we have. So silicone lube is great. Also, you're emollient-based. At any time you need to reapply lube, when I say we're doing anal play, we're talking a laughable amount of lube. Like, (laughs) that's a lot. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. If you you don't have that moment when you're putting lube on for anal play, then you're not ready yet. You're just not ready. So we've had our consent and communication. We've gone through all our pre-prep. It's time for the act. It's time for butt play. It's time for backdoor booty play, peach play, all of it. Let's go. What's next? One, like I said, butt massage, great way to fucking dip right into booty play. I suggest having vaginal sex, penetrative sex first before anal play if you are partnered with a vagina in the mix because it's going to relax them but also kind of get them pre-prepped for anal play. Butt massage, foreplay, it is so important. Fully explicit consent. Again, there's a clear view of what's going down. So not only is it great to have vaginal penetrative sex, but vulva owners almost always need clitoral stimulation. So studies actually show that women are naturally more relaxed when we are having our clitorises stimulated. Imagine that. Almost always need a bullet. Vulva owners almost always need that clitoral stimulation. So using a bullet or a toy or going manual when getting into anal play is going to help them get relaxed, get in their body, feeling their pleasure, maybe even get off a few times if that's your jam before going into anal play. Getting used to the feeling for the first time, because the first time something goes back there, you're like, whoa, that's fucking weird. And you immediately have the thought of, oh, that feels like something is exiting. Even though I know it's nothing is exiting, that's the, if that is the only sensation that you felt down there, the first time something goes there, you're going to think, oh, this is not right. 
getting used to the feeling your first time, of course, you might be like, oh, that's weird. But it's kind of like licking a battery. You're not really sure why you want to do it, but you might do it again just in case, you know, getting in your body, getting comfortable, using a clitoral toy, having vaginal penetrative sex, and then maybe the anal play is going to start after that. Your partner is going to do a little light booty massage, maybe from a doggy position while you're using a clitoral toy. And then they're just going to stimulate the outside because that's what you talked about beforehand. And that's what you agreed on. He is just going to take his finger and just lightly stimulate the outside while you are using a clitoral toy. However that looks like after that, one, go fucking slow. Anal is not a race. It is about going slow. The slower, the better. We're talking hot, drippy wax, slow. Two, use a lot of lube. Remember, if it starts to dry out, add more lube on. A laughable amount of lube. Three, start small with a finger or external play only. And four, communicate throughout and have some type of key system. So when it comes to anal play, I usually recommend the yellow, green, red light. Green meaning go, like we're good to go. Yellow meaning slow down with whatever doing. And red meaning cease and desist all activity right now. Communicating throughout, you're going to have to have the communication throughout. Like, oh, how is that feeling for you? Do you need me to change positions? And of course, this is the fun part, and especially for my kinky folks who love the dirty talk. This is the part where you can really get in your own creative flow and get nasty with it because a lot of us love that psychological turn on and that mental aspect of it. So you can really get into some kinks here and just play with it. Owning a vulva, remember, try and have vaginal sex to play first and integrate anal play after so that everyone is obviously more aroused. And finally, when PNA happens, it shouldn't be forced. So you should be fully relaxed and if you are the one receiving the anal play, and when it comes to P&A, I'm talking penis and ass, if you are the one receiving, you may need to push out to fully let the penis enter. And it is a weird sensation, but when you push out, things relax and it's like gonna just almost slide in. So remember, go very, very slow. Stop when it hurts. Reapply lube when you need to. and just keep committed to the first half a dozen times that you are going to do this. It's going to be fun. There might be moments that are hilarious and it's going to make memories. It's going to make for a good time just enjoying each other's bodies, but stick to the key things. Get the right tools. So making sure you have the right lube, making sure you have a toy if you're going to go even slower. Don't force it. Take your time and keep going with it and have fun. Stop putting so much pressure around sex. It's supposed to be fun, y'all. This is the best part of your life, right? It's the only part of your life that doesn't get controlled, picked apart. It's sex. Enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening to the Unchained Sex Cast. For more, please follow us on Instagram under the Unchained Sex Cast or my coaching page, Inspired by Sierra. If you feel inclined, please feel free to share us with your friends. This is not a sponsored podcast, so it is by word of mouth. If you liked us, loved us, wanted to review us, please take a second and do so, and we would super appreciate it to help us organically grow. Thanks again for catching the Unchained Sex Cast. We'll see you on our next episode.